All right, so uh, we begin our 20th installment in the Sfirasa Omer explorations, looking at each one of the Midos, the 49 iterations of the Midos of the Hashem Sanhaga. And here we are looking at um, the Mida of Yesod Shabbatifares, foundation or integrity within beauty. Um, and that's something that we're going to have to look at um, a little carefully. So, first of all, by way of introduction to the Mida of Yesod, as we've seen in the past, Yesod is a delivery mechanism amongst the Midos, traditionally understood as uh, in the nature that the first five Midos that we've seen, Chesed through Hod, function as the way that Hashem is manhig the world and different expressions of, the, of that Hanhaga, whereas Yesod and Malchus function in a different way We've seen that the way some of the Kabbalists explain Yesod was a concept of hiskashrus, of all of the different Midos and Kochos, meaning to say that there is an integrity to the ideas and the Hanhaga that Hashem has as far as what's actually delivered to the world on the, on the Gashmias level, on the, in the physical realm. So, in other words, whereas these concepts of the first five Midos within Tiferes could exist conceptually, what Yesod tells us is that there's a full delivery, there's integrity of that which Hashem, so to speak, desires for creation, and that which is actually ultimately manifest. And the Midah of Malchus is the actual expression of it, and now each detail of that Giloy is a, is kind of sings the praises of Malchus Shemayim. So that's why we saw in the Zohar said that as far as another aspect of Yesod, the Zohar says, Kol binyan she'en bo Yesod, eno klum. You know, as we know, any building without a foundation is not a building at all. And so Yesod gives foundation to the other Midos by substantiating them, by taking those Midos and delivering them into the hands of the physical realms. So when we're looking at Yesod Shabitiferes then, foundation within beauty or integrity within beauty, what we saw is that in, in Chazal, we saw this connection of Yesod to Tzadik. We know that Yesod is connected, the Mida is the Mida of Yosef at Tzadik, who's parenthetically one of the only uh, characters in the Torah who's referred to by Chazal as Hatzadik. The other exception to that is his brother Binyamin, is also often referred to by Chazal as Binyamin Hatzadik. Interestingly, two children of Rachel, both having this, um, this connection to Tzidkus. And we saw that this is hinted at in the Pasuk of Tzadik Yesod Olam, the Tzadik is the foundation of the world. Tzadik represents Mila, Kabbalistically, it's the Mila of Yesod has integrity. It's being true to yourself, but also being vulnerable with who you are and sharing yourself in, in an honest and complete way. And so that's why we saw the Gemara and Mako said that when, when in subsequent generations, the greatest of each generation came along and tried to boil down the mitzvahs of the Torah to a more fundamental level, the ultimate final step was that Habakkuk came along and said that all of the mitzvos can pivot on one concept, which is tzadik be'emunaso yichyeh, that the righteous lives by his faithfulness, lives by his integrity. Um, and that was an all-encompassing approach to kind of understanding what the mitzvos are. But it gives us an insight into what it means to live with yesod, to live with foundation, to live with integrity means... And that's really what the definition of a tzaddik is in, in some regards, is that a tzaddik is somebody who lives with that level of integrity to who they are. 
and what you what you see is what you get meaning what you're actually seeing is an expression of who that person is and so that's why one of the expressions of, of this i think are we've seen already that tiferes as the uh, Ramosha Cordovero wrote, Tiferes is a second Torah. A person lives a life of Tiferes by engaging with Torah. And that's why I think the Gemara in Avodazara, Dr. Zion of Bay, says that Kola Osek Torah Bilvad, anyone who learns Torah alone without it expressing itself in Maisim Tovim, in Gemilos Chesed, Dome Kemisha Einlo Eloah, you're like a person without a God, you're a godless person. How does it, uh, the, the Gemara evince proof for this very drastic claim? Again, it's saying someone who has Torah, they engage in Torah. They just don't have Meisim Tovim. It's worth seeing the, the previous Gemara to this. The two Rabbanim are, are kind of going back and forth on each other on who's, who kind of has it better off for being thrown into jail for just learning Torah or for being thrown into jail for learning Torah and being Gomel Chesed and so on and so forth. And so he ends up coming out and saying, well, it's better that you got thrown in for five things. At least you have Meisim Tovim under your belt. I've, I only have Asik and Torah. And that's why it's, the Gemara is commenting here and saying, well, it's just like Rav Huna said. The Rav Huna said that someone who studies Torah alone and it doesn't manifest in Meisim Tovim is a godless person. How do you know this? Because it says in reference to the Jewish people living in a time where they were distinct from Hashem, it says, V'yamim rabim Yisrael lo elokei emes. There were many days for the Jewish people without a God of truth. What does it mean, a God of truth? It says the Gemara, That if you're only studying Torah, but it's not expressing itself in action, then you're not actually having Yesod Shabbatiferis. Yesod Shabbatiferis says that if you're involved in that beauty, it's got to have integrity. It's got to be expressive on the, on the outside level. You've got to deliver what that beauty is that you know that you're studying to the outside. It can't just live as in the, in the realm of the theoretical. Yeah, these are the things that I really value. And sure, fight the cause of the widow and support the downtrodden. And meanwhile, you're out there in the base matter and not doing anything. Where's the expression of that beauty? So Yisod says that you have to have integrity to the things which live inside. As we saw yesterday, that if Hod is recognizing, right, beautiful, Derech Eretz Kadmel Torah, so, like, as we saw yesterday, that if, if Hod is recognizing that those values must live within you and that there's a core value to yourself around which the, the beauty must coalesce, Yesod says that you have to deliver on that beauty and you have to bring it to the surface. This is also why the Medrash Rabbah says that in Darshaning the Psukim, uh, which described the Korbanos and the Nisiyim, so it says, first of all, it says, Shneim Meleim Soles, and you have to have these two scoops filled with fine flour that's a that's referencing mikra and mishnah that both of them are complete and they're both robust studies and then it says what does it mean belula bashemen that you have to have these two mikra and mishnah have to be you know mixed together with oil it says the says the medrash zotorah tovim that torah has to be mixed thoroughly into maisim tovim you can't have two things separate. And it quotes the Mishnah in Berke Yavos. It says, That great, beautiful is Torah. Again, Tiferes. The beauty of Torah is when it's combined with Derech Eretz. Now here, just parenthetically, the Medrash is explaining, touching up the Mishnah in Berke Yavos, saying, what is Derech Eretz? Maisim Tovin. Right? Which is uh, an interesting and possibly a novel 
definition of what derech eretz means. But it, part of that obviously implies living, you know, successfully and harmoniously amongst other people, treating other people in, in an appropriate way. So what the Medrash is saying is that the Yisod Shabbatiferis requires that you deliver on, on who you are, that the Torah that you have within you doesn't stay theoretical, but actually is channeled outwards to the outside. And this is true also when it comes to our relationship with Hashem. You know, we know that in order to really, if we're going to say, okay, you've got this hode on your inside and you've got this beautiful thing around which you know, the aspects of your life coalesce. That's not enough because it requires drawing on that reservoir of self-knowledge and bringing it into the outside, connecting through that into your relationship with Hashem. Of course, into your relationship with others, but also having integrity to that in your relationship with God. And so we find that many of the Rishonim write about how a person's capacity to have a relationship with God are directly related to your self-awareness about who you are and your understanding of your own selfhood. And the two beautiful quotes that I brought in the source sheet here, probably the one that I'll just read to you is from the Rebbeinu Bachia, the author of the Chobos Levavos, wrote a uh, lesser well-known book called Toros HaNefesh, Instructions of the Soul, Guide of the Soul. And he starts off the book by saying, everyone's got to know. That yediat hanefesh tityaches liyediat borei hanefesh yitalashmo. That knowledge of oneself is directly connected to the knowledge of the creator of oneself. In other words, you can't know the creator of yourself without knowing yourself. That it's it's a portal to understanding Hashem. So in other words, you have to draw on that reservoir of self knowledge. You have to kind of understand who you are and bring it to the surface, but not just know it on a theoretical level. It actually has to be delivered. And I think this is part of why tefillin, which are known as pe'er, as the, the Gemara says that they're pe'ercha, chavushalecha, Yechezkel was told uh, that he should leave on his, his tefillin. This is a reference to the word pe'er is a reference to tefillin. They connote beauty. You know, we know that they symbolize, you know, representing the malchus, the, the, you know, the, the regal clothing of a member of the, of the Tzva Hashem. I think this is why the Medrash says that wearing tefillin can actually embody all of a person's you know, involvement in the relationship with Hashem. Meaning, what, what do I mean by that? The Medrash says an interesting thing. There's Medrash in Tehillim, which says the Rabbi Eliezer said that Klal Yisrael turns to Hashem and says, Ribono Shalolam, Rotsin Anu Liga Torah Yom Velayla. We would love to be learning Torah day and night. If it was up to us, you'd know we'd be steigen in the base. There's not, no other way we'd like to spend our time. We don't have we don't have opportunity for it. We're so busy. We're going off to the office. We've got a million cheshbonos to deal with. So it says, Amar lehem Hakadosh Baruch Hu, kimu mitzvahs tefillin. All you gotta do is keep mitzvah of tefillin. Umalani aleichem kilo atem yegeim b'torah yomam v'laila. And I'll consider it as if you were steiging in Torah day and night. What's the connection? It's arbitrary type of thing. You strap some leather boxes on your arm. All of a sudden, now you're learning Torah day and night. The point is, is that if you're translating into action your commitment of mind and commitment of heart, that it's not just a theoretical love affair, a passion that exists in your heart. Sure, I'd love to be in this relationship with God. Yeah, intellectually it makes sense. Sure, I, I listen to the evidences. I know Torah from Sinai. I understand it all. But if you're willing to translate it into action, if you're going to bind it onto your flesh and, and say, this is me, this is who I am, 
this is a defining feature of my of my physicality, my spirituality, and you connect it to yourself on that fundamental level. It speaks of everything that you represent. So it takes that hode, it takes that glory, and it delivers. It brings it to the surface. Now again, the Medrash is probably speaking in the time where people wore tefillin all day, like we had in the Daf recently about Elisha Bal Knafayim, that uh, you know the great Amorayim and Tanayim in you know the early generations would wear tefillin throughout the day as a constant reminder to constantly bind into their flesh the values that they knew to be true. But the whole idea there is that is that it doesn't remain theoretical. It becomes part of who you are. It's part of the action of how you experience your world. And so I think one of the manifestations of this is uh, you know the very moving and well-known Gemara often cited you know during the during the three weeks and around Tishabav, where the Gemara talks about Rabbi Akiva and how when Rabbi Akiva was being brought out to be killed, so it was the Zman Kriyachma, the Gemara in Brachos Samach Alvan Bey says that they were combing his flesh with these steel, these iron you know combs, and it was excruciatingly painful. And the whole time he's being makabel omal chushamayim, right? He's sitting there and he's shmai Yisrael and he's like, you know, incredibly nispal from the whole thing. And his talmidim turn to him and say, Rabbeinu Adkan, like, to this extent you have to be makabel omal chushamayim? You have to mamish, your skin is being ripped off your body and you've got to be, you know, sitting here being makabel omal chushamayim? So he says to them, my dear talmidim, kol yamai ha'isi mitztar al pasuk zeh. My whole life, I was killing myself over this pasuk. That even if they take your soul, and he would say to himself, When will I have the chance to bring into action that which I know about myself? How can I have the opportunity to deliver that incredible, which when we think about, you know, it literally sends, you know, shakes down your spine to think, what would it feel like to live like a Rebbe Akiva every single day. To live with like, when could I just translate my desire of v'nikdashtem betoch b'nei Yisrael, this desire to give over yourself, you know, and your entire body and soul for the greater good, for the beauty of God, to be mekadeh shem shamayim. So he says, now v'achshav sheba liyadi, now that I have the opportunity to do this, lo akaymenu, you think I'm not going to do it? I mean, what do you think? It was just like this cute theoretical thing. Oh, I figured out who I am. And now I can just sit back in my house and wear my tefillin and safely, you know, in, uh, in comfort and security. Why would I ever give up this incredible opportunity? So this is why it is a very powerful letter. I, I, for a long time, I didn't understand. There's a letter by Elimelech Milizhinsk, the Lezhinska Rebbe, called the Tzetel Katan. You might have heard of it. It's it's like a very popular short letter that he wrote, and he's basically told all of his Talmidim and you know many people who follow to read this all the time. Read the Tzetel Katan every day, everywhere you go, have it memorized by heart. And basically, he start half of the letter is saying that in every free moment, visualize yourself being Mikadeh Shem Shemayim. That the, that he says, you know, go so as far to say, while you're sitting there eating your, you know, your lamb chops for dinner, imagine that they kick down the door, drag you out to the fire, and are about to throw you in, and visualize to yourself, he says, that this, that the act of being thrown into that fire would be more pleasurable than the steak you were in the middle of eating. Feel the fact that the hode that you know about yourself, that being having the opportunity to deliver that beauty. 
to present it to a Kaddish Baruch Hu in all of its glory would be more pleasurable than whatever Narishkeit you happen to be involved in right now. And he says, and he repeats this throughout the letter, when you're on your bed and you can't sleep, when you're walking down the street and you don't, can't remember a Mishnah, visualize to yourself, visualize to yourself that you're being Mekadeh Shem Shemayim right now. And when you fulfill that, when you visualize that and you think about that, he says you're actually fulfilling the mitzvah of dying al Kiddush Hashem. You know, that's what it is. You don't actually have to be dragged out to the slaughter for, you know, to fulfill it. And I, you know, for a long time, I thought that was very bizarre, but kind of preparing this mida, it really clicks into place. Realizing that Yisod Shabbat demands that we deliver on what we know to be true, that we have that level of integrity, and that it's not just theoretically, if I would end up in that situation, I guess I would do it. You should want to do it. You should be finding opportunities to deliver on what you know to be true. You don't suffice with knowing that the beauty's out there or in here in some theoretical capacity. It's got to translate. It's got to be on its way down the funnel to the delivery department so that the world can know. To be Mekadeh Shem Shemayim Barabim. And possibly that's Pshad in the Gemara and Brachos, which says that, which is the symbol of Tiferes, the base Tiferetenu, that anyone who has Das. That it's not just theoretical knowledge that floats around in their mind, but that they connect as that if they drive the message home within themselves, so then you're essentially actualizing the Beis HaMikdash, just as you're actualizing your dying Al-Kiddush Hashem, by means of, of seeking and, and searching and desiring for the opportunity to deliver your own Tiferes, you find that foundation within yourself, and it actualizes and it, and it becomes real. So Yisod Shabbati Ferris essentially tells us that not only do we need to be faithful to who we are and faithful in our relationship with Hashem and that we should be delivering that beauty, we need to make sure that we're giving our 100%. And that means that if we're not giving our 100% and we're not letting ourselves shine, so to speak, and allowing that Tiferet to express itself, we should feel within ourselves and we should build those feelings into ourselves to desire the opportunity to express it, like Rabbi Akiva. When will I have the chance to fulfill this thing that I've been dreaming about? To die al Kiddush Hashem, to be to live in that Tiferes Lanetzach, to have that opportunity to be bound into the into the Hachayim, into the knots of eternal life, you know, as we as we pray for everyone who who loses their life. And possibly that's something that we could be thinking about as we come out of Yom Azikaron, thinking about the people who died al Kiddush Hashem, you know, who gave so much, literally everything of themselves, without you know, a moment's hesitation, who put their lives on the line so that we could be here, so that Yisrael and David Melech Yisrael could be chai v'kayam, that we could return back to our land. And each one of those tens of thousands of brave lives who gave their lives and dedicated themselves upon this Yisod that allowed the entire binyan of an Ummah to coalesce, were truly Mekadeh Shem Shemayim in, in the highest degree possible. That they didn't wait around saying, Masai Yavol Yadi. They weren't waiting for it to be a Bal Yadcha, like the Gemara you know, you know, criticizes Reb Chanayim and Tradion. But they went out and they fought for what they knew to be true. That if for Yisod, for them, meant that they were going to pursue it, life or death, come hell or high water. And it's an incredible thing. And we have a very deep responsibility, I believe, to be makratov to those people and really to use them as 
as an inspiration for ourselves and as a model of behavior for what it means to live true to yourself, true to those values, to not let it remain as a theoretical hoed value on the inside, but allow full forced expression of what you know to be right and what you know to be the truth that you must pursue and to pursue it with every inch of strength that you have within yourself. So these are some thoughts for Yisrochi B'Tiferes. Thanks, as always, for joining with me. And Chag Sameach, uh, for those who are celebrating independence of the State of Israel. Uh, and if you're not celebrating, find something to celebrate about. There's, uh, there's plenty to be happy for. So have a good night, everyone. Nice to see you.